I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, it's going to be a long week. Perhaps not for the Maple Leafs, although they did lose 5-2 to the San Jose Sharks tonight and were pretty bad. No, I'm talking about us, Mike. I am tired. I'm it's ex- going to be oh. a difficult one. I am exhausted right now. 10.30. Start. At least give us 10. When you said 10.30, I'm like, wow, that's pretty late. And then I realized, oh, no, that's the start. Like, we're here. It, it is currently 1.04 a.m. It's so late, we can't even do video. It's actually the day of. Yes. Yeah, you're we actually- can say today now. Yes. Wow. Usually, so- you know, you're trying to- you know, not reveal that you're actually recording the day before. We're just ripping down the because you're wall. putting live, laugh, leaves on in the morning. Yes, you're, you've hopped out of bed, and it's like we're live. It's like you know, we're live, laugh, leaves. Yes, <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time. Oh, can you tell that we're pretty tired right now? <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! Okay, let's get into the game. Five-two loss, as I mentioned. Uh, I guess we'll go right into your takeaway because we're going to hit uh, all the negative points from this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Leafs didn't beware the shark. Do you know what I'm referencing nope. when I say that? Nope. So I, I, I'm i non sequitur here, but I would like to retire the keys to the game segment before every game. They add nothing. They don't really do anything. It's the year 2020. We don't kneel. We, we, we know that every team needs to score more goals than the other team to win the game. And this... Like the neutral zone, the neutral vodka soda keys to the game for this game, you know, against the San Jose Sharks for the Leafs was beware of the shark. That's what it said. I have no idea what that means. No one has any idea what that means. But clearly, Sheldon Keefe did not beware the shark. And the Leafs lost 5 2. Well, what else would a seltzer sponsor if not the keys to the game? Uh, not I mean, seltzer. A ice? What is it? It's like it would be a it's vodka, vodka soda. It's vodka, vodka soda. It could be like the, I don't know. The it's too late to come up with a pun. I do like the neutral zone. I mean that's pun, good. but like, I don't get what beware the shark means. Like, they're all sharks. Do we have to be beware of all of them? <laughs> like I don't get it. So so what key did the Leafs not heed to today? Um, I don't know what was in the graphic, but what should they have been zeroed in on and weren't zeroed in on? Uh, remembering how to play hockey. It was just like this, this was one of those games that they have so often where there was no attention to detail. Like this, we, we talked about it and we're going to get into it, obviously. But they like there was a point in time where they just could not make a breakout pass. And that is a very simple hockey 101 kind of thing where you square up your target and then you fire it off and it seemed like no one was taking the time 
to make sure that their passes were getting out there. No one was making the time. No one was taking the time to get their head up to make sure that they were that when they did make a pass, it was going to somebody. Like there was just this was one of those games where the Leafs lulled themselves back into a sense of comfortability, and they didn't really put uh, put any thought into this. It was just it was just again like a very sort of surface level game, and they got burned for it. Now I'm thinking, Mike, maybe neutral could sponsor the takeaways on Live Laugh Leafs. Well, we just sewered them. So, well, I just sewered them. So, well, White Claw is now in Canada. So, perfect, you know, mm. competitive. Uh, they could just, you know, they could own Live Laugh Leafs number one segment. We got to hop down the they street. They could come right at neutral vodka. Dude, if we don't get in line now for the for the LCB opening tomorrow, we're not going to get any White Claws. That's true. Because Toronto loves to line up for stuff. I actually heard that it's a different recipe than what's in the States, but that might be fake news. Recipe? We should probably move on. <laughs> recipe it's just well, whatever it's just how they two make it. ingredients right anyway um yeah the leafs uh, did not play a very good game tonight okay my takeaway not sponsored yet <laughs> is now that there's a little pressure again yeah like we just talked about how it's like all this up and down they finally gave themselves a little bit of a buffer zone it seemed and they seem to have taken advantage of that buffer zone and actually used it because now they're they're once again uh putting losses into the wrong column um but now when you're looking at this trip, if you're going to get something out of this trip, we talked about four or five points being sort of the minimum. There's two stops left. They're back-to-backs against two bad teams in the Kings and Ducks. But now it looks like pretty imperative that you win that next one. Because if you don't, you're staring down the barrel of an 0-3 California road trip because you're playing on the second night of a back-to-back. So this was the one that you sort of had to have to sort of at least take the pressure off you a little bit. Uh, but now the Leafs are going to be thinking about this one for at least one day. While they sunbathe. Yeah, hang out at the beach. Or do whatever they're going to do. Which is Uh, hang out at the beach. And if they're not ready to go against the Kings, then they're looking at a potentially disastrous road trip. And you're again looking at what Florida's doing because they've been doing you some favors, but they're not going to be doing that for very much longer. So as much as we thought they built up a little bit of of space for themselves, a little breathing room... It's gone again. It could go. It could go all away in a, in a second. And lost in this too is that the king or that the sharks are not a good team either. The sharks are bad. They've no. sold off everything. They had the wor- They have the worst save percentage in the league since January first. Now that wasn't the case tonight. Martin Jones is good. Yeah. As, as the, the entire lineup was decent. I mean, they dominated the second period. Like, I mean, no bad team could play the Leafs like that normally. Uh, but when you look at that roster, you're just like, God. I mean, Timo Meyer's not there. Thomas Hurdle's not there. Eric Carlson's not there. Barkley Goodrow's gone. Bad players on that team, or at least no name players. And you'd think the Leafs would be licking their chops trying to go out and it be points night, but uh, a lot of no names beat a lot of household names tonight. They're like, I'm pretty sure that the Leafs got scored on by a guy whose last name is Salmonella. It's like Suomella or something. Like, I'd never heard of these players before. Stefan Nosen scored off like a weird bounce tonight like they're these guys who I think you're 0 for 2 on pronunciations there is it Neeson Nason oh don't worry about it you come know. on I, we man. didn't need to have to get to it uh, the other one I'm not going to be able to correct you, you know on, what so. <laughs> we're just highlighting it's the O-E. fact that it's O-E. highlighting the fact that these are not exactly yeah. it's not exactly murderer's row I literally struck out on pronouncing a guy's name three strikes like it's just it's insane they this these are the kind of games and I know that's a very easy thing to say, but these are the kind of games where you're paying some guys $11 million a year. They need to outperform Stefan Nason. Nice. 
or you know or whatever the suamela i think you nailed it is it suam boom right there we go. all the wrongs just you know just completely got myself back in the win column there no but like this is this is is, is one of those games where you're paying guys 11 million dollars need to come out and you need to beat guys whose names that you can pronounce on the first go like it just and and for the most part matthews played very well mitch marner had a great goal but i mean nylander had a very bad game he's not making 11 million but he's making up there the other guy's making 11 million Tavares didn't do anything no and the middle class again sunk back into mediocrity. I, I, you could have told me that Kapanen didn't play tonight. I would have, like, I, I would believe you. You could have told me, like, I, at least I remember Kerfoot getting to a little bit of a scuffle. Kyle Clifford was probably the best of like the bottom six tonight, and that's rough. It's rough to say. Okay, let's start there. I mean, we talked a little bit last podcast about the fact that we didn't really love the configuration. I mean, this just underscores the complaints, right? Mm-hmm. I don't get Malgin, Engvall, and Gauthier at all. You don't get Malgin just in general. Gauthier had a nice goal in the last game. I believe, I don't know if it was their first shift, but it was very early on. But since then, those three are just not working. Just nothing. The great things we saw from Pierre Engvall probably don't work with those two guys because it's just, it's not the same. Malgin's a guy who was at his best with the Leafs when he was playing with two really good players because he could do things in the offensive zone. And Gauthier's just Gauthier. He's probably not playing when... The Leafs are at full strength. You think so? From a health perspective. Well, I, mean, I don't know about that, man. He's made it before, but now this Mulligan's guy, out if McKayev's back and Janssen probably takes out Gauthier. But, like, Gauthier can't die. He will not die. No, he, won't. No, he will not he's die. He's immortal. He hasn't died yet. Um, but, like, yeah, so that that's the fourth line. Is It's it's pretty ineffective. The third line, these are, these are the three guys that can give you a spark, but... When they're all together, are they going to be able to give you that spark? Like you, you need more from that, more than just potential uh, combustion, I guess, from a third line. A third line has to be pretty effective. Yeah. And these guys are sort of, I mean, Clifford and Kapanen have are, have fallen into this. Uh, I guess they're they're energy guys, right? They give you something like Kapanen can give you a pop every now and then, but if he's not playing with good players, it's going to be hard for him to have a huge impact. Clifford is Clifford. He's a fourth line guy, and he had a great That's game just tonight. What he is had a, he had a decent game, but he's a fourth line guy, and he's playing up in the lineup. And Spez is the guy that moves around to help other guy, other players uh, when he's not in the fourth line function that he should probably normally be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can give you flashes, but again, he's not playing with two facilitators. So we're looking at a uh, the last six forwards on the rotation who I believe are just not playing in an optimized role right now, uh, and they have been for I guess second game, maybe third game in a row now. Yeah. It, no, because Florida was the 11-7, which yeah. I prefer, or prefer at least with who they have. When they have those two guys coming back in the lineup, then you don't have that problem. Uh, but right now, it just seems like they're overloading the top two lines. One of them was working tonight. You're never going to win if you're overloading and only one of them's working. Uh, and Alexander Kerfoot is invisible when he plays on the wing with Nylander and Tavares. Yeah, that's So he's got to get back to the third line to spread the, to spread the talent out a little bit more and give better find positions to everyone so that they can fulfill their roles because right now the bottom six is not working that's what yeah like i 100 percent agree that's what i don't get is that they had it like they had a they beat florida and just ignore the 11-7 for a second let's just pretend that you know it was 12-6 still the way that they configured those lines it was great like that they had a great formula that was working it worked you had a tangible result that it worked they dominated that game you had kerfoot looked had his best game in the year 2020, playing down the middle in 3C. You know, everyone was put in a position where they could succeed. And uh, for some reason, immediately after, you know, a statement win, 
They went the opposite direction. And I just don't get it. Like, I, I, I don't... We talked a lot on last podcast about whether or not Keith is experimenting too much. And and I, now it seems like he's experimenting too little. Like, it's... I, I don't understand why um, certain players have these defined roles in the lineup and then certain players are taken out of these roles that should be their defined roles. Like, again, we, we're going into Kerfoot. Like, Kerfoot, throughout the whole... The Leafs have the most expansive analytics department in the league. I can't believe that one person hasn't gone up to Sheldon. I bet it's probably happened and said, hey, Kerfoot's most effective in this one position. Let's try and keep him there for an extended period of time. And yet he, he's not. And Spezza, to your point, is too. Like the reason why everyone has fallen in love with Spezza, A, because he's like an affable guy, but also B, he's making 700 grand and his, he's best, he was best used as a fourth line center who also was a, like a weapon on the second power play unit who was making 700 grand. And that's that's the perfect way to use that player. But now he's a third line center who seems like to be a bit over his head, playing with two guys who don't really give him anything. Yeah, and think, like, what the, do you expect? I think that's the problem. It's it seems incompatible. Like, what do you expect? Like, I don't even I don't know why. It, like, I can't really verbalize why it's incompatible. But it doesn't seem like it works. It I don't doesn't. think those two work. I think Spezza and Clifford work, but they work as a really good fourth line, not a third line that you're depending on to play against a pretty significant matchup on the other side and more minutes how it should go is you're an opponent and you've just faced the first wave of Matthews and Marner and then you face the second wave of Tavares and Nylander and then you face the third wave of of Kerfoot and Kapanen right and then you go oh come on when Spezza and Clifford step on the ice that should be the way that this lineup is and instead you have you you like that fourth line which should be the final gut punch like that fourth line putting them out against against an, op- an opponent's fourth line, you're going to win that matchup most of the time. Because oh, those yeah. are just objectively better players. And now the fourth line's a wash. Exactly. But now, th- like, teams are licking their chops when you see Frederick Gauthier step over the boards. Like, right. what, like, you can't, Gauthier does nothing. Nothing. Like, I don't, I don't know why he's here. Like, he doesn't give you any tangible value. He's a nice guy, but, like, he doesn't win. He, like, if winning faceoffs is his sole, complete, utter, like, that's it uh, of why he's here, you there are there have to be like a million dudes on like not even not even on the trade market because trades are done but like literally in like the minors you could call someone up who can win faceoffs and give you something better you could teach Kenny Agostino right now to go and do that like it, I don't he's not a center but you could probably teach him and he could figure it out like I don't I don't get it like I don't uh, there are these certain players on this team Timishov is gone so he was one of them who I just didn't understand why he was still here Gotay's the other one it it it, it must be a loyalty thing. Or it must be, you know, it must be a Patrick McCaw, Nick Nurse kind of situation. I don't get it. Used to be a money thing, maybe, but it's definitely not no, a money thing. No, they have thing. all the money it's not in the world. Money, it's not a money thing anymore. Uh, barring a demotion or uh, a call-up, whatever you see fit, uh, would you agree that the most optimized lineup would be moving Malgin back up, having a third line of Engvall, Kerfoot, Kapitan, and I then like having that. the fourth line of Goche, Spezza, Clifford? I really, I like that. And in even a perfect world, you get rid of Malkin and you go with that five-man rotation <laughs> through the top six, which I love so dearly. In your perfect world. Okay, the other big thing was Rasmus Sandin sitting tonight yep. uh, for the combination of Timothy Liljegren back in with Callie Rosen on the third pairing. Uh, there was some talk about it being like, oh yeah, you know, Rasmus Sandin's, you know, played a little... Uh, 
below standard last couple games, and we want to watch him. Uh, we want him to watch what's going on in the ice because uh, we need him to learn. This is a learning moment. It's a moment for him to soak it in, bird's eye view, and learn. One of the things that I guess would be the the uh, the rub on him, I guess, in the last few games would be that you know he's losing net front battles. That's you know maybe true. Yeah, but. The guy he's probably supposed to watch tonight, Justin Hall, or one of the guys that he's supposed to watch, just decided he didn't want to engage in net front battles. And that's the reason why the first goal went in on Jack Campbell, who we will get to, obviously. Um, So did he learn anything tonight other than the fact that he shouldn't have been scratched in the first place? He learned um, what not to do. I suppose. Like, that that has to be it. That was definitely not their intention. Oh, (laughs) no, they're playing... This is this is chess. We're thinking checkers. They're thinking chess for sure. They were like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna scratch our one of our best defensemen just to kind of show him what it's like and what he should like what other plebs kind of do that aren't as skilled as him. He's got to know just how good he is and like re you know completely get that confidence back. I think that that's what they're trying to do. No, it's this was a like I don't. I, underst- I, I I agreed with the decision to scratch him initially because he hasn't played very well. And I think even just like not even for the, from a learning perspective, just give him a night off. Like he has played so much. This is a lot for him to take in. Even last year, like he was injured through most of the stretch uh, on the Marley. So he's never had like a like a hard hitting. You're playing every other day for a whole month straight kind of schedule. That's true. And in the AHL, you play mainly on the weekends, yep. too. So it's just a different kind of beast, and he's clearly wearing down under that. So that was I was initially like, great, just let him let him rest. Uh, but then again, you think his replacement's going to be Martin Marincin, or his replacement's going to be Tim. I mean, his replacement's going to be Timothy Lilligren, who got caved in tonight. But like, is it like I don't? What's the point of keeping Lilligren up here? He's not. He's not playing well. They don't play him much at all. Like, just the Sandin has been rough, but. I feel like that's kind of a work in progress. Like you can kind of teach him on the fly thing. He give when he's in your lineup, he gives you a better chance to win than when he's not in your lineup. And you need to win now. Less than eleven minutes for Liljegren. Like Callie Rosen. Point? Callie Rosen with sixteen and a half. I and mean, I've really was, liked what he's. He done. was. He's been good. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was found money and a that good trade deal. Is incredible. And, and your tweet was definitely justified because uh, it was quite the move. Even though Hutchinson got a win last night or two nights ago. See, almost. Had oh it. man, almost had it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you can watch Callie Rosen. Maybe there's a couple things to pick up, but Martin Marincin's, pr- I mean, Martin Marincin's had a couple nice games in a row. He's not coming out. He sh- So then, oh so, man, he should though. He's not though. Couple nice games. He's put he's up not points. Coming out. He got walked so there's, hard. No, in he's the not coming period. out before the Lil- Oh, no, absolutely not. So, he, so like, what are they going to do the next should. Because they're not. They're putting Sandy back in and they're going to scratch gonna play on the right side. We'll probably put Derwin on the right, maybe. Jeez. Like, it's... This is... Well, they're not, no, they're not, because they're keeping Dermot with Hall, for sure. Even after what Hall did, you might not want to switch things up. Maybe... This was a horrible game from Hall. I don't know. I mean, it's... See... I've never seen him play You didn't have to ask... We didn't have to ask these questions, but now they put themselves in a position yeah. where they have to ask these questions. I guess it's a good thing that you found something in Callie Rosen, because it looks like, you know... Imagine... He can help you here. Imagine where they'd be without Callie Rosen right now. I can't believe we're saying that. Well, they'd be fine, because they'd have... No, but like, Rasmus Sandin, and it no, wouldn't be that much 
different. They play he Ras Sandine and Rosen have played in the same lineup before. Like it's like Rosen has come in and given the Leafs like a solid, you know, 15 minutes a night on the left side. Like he's been he's been good. He's looks quiet like he sh- too. He looks quiet. like he's shot. It's not it's but like that's good though. I know it's perfect. I would kill for quiet it's good. at this point. <laughs> quiet is good. I would give up a terrible backup goalie for quiet right now. 100% every time. Yeah. It I I I again like it, with the forwards. I, I don't understand what they're doing with the D. Like it if you're gonna if you're not gonna use your 20 year old right shot defenseman, just send him back down. Let him dominate the AHL. Get that confidence up because he can't be feeling good about himself right now. So we know they're gonna be on the rest of the trip as is, right? But, I mean, yeah. But the reinforcements are coming next week, so they got to get through the next two games. Reinforcements. In well, Morgan Riley's yes, definite reinforcement. And you know what? This this stretch has made me appreciate Cody Cece a little bit more. A little bit more. Like I, I I'm not clamoring for him to come back, but like. At least he's a body who can play twenty-ish minutes. Who can at least he's a body who can stand on ice for twenty minutes a night without like tripping over himself. He's not good at all. He's like literally in terms of all the underlying stats. Like, he's literally one of the three worst defensemen in the league. But at the same time, like he's a body. When he's healthy, he's coming back in. Oh, absolutely. So that means Liljegren is definitely going down. Just make your bed with that. Rosen, right now. and then it's between Rosen and Sandine. And right now, Rosen's been playing better in the last, you know, week to seven days where, since he's been here. Um, so that I mean, that'll be an interesting discussion then. But the Leafs got to find a way to find a combination that's going to work for the next two di- two games. Yeah. Uh, clearly, and I think Sandine's probably going to come back yeah. in, oh, but yeah. it's going to force someone else to move into a spot they're probably uncomfortable with. Uh, so they're, again, at a disadvantage when maybe they sort of asked for themselves to be put in this position because, frankly, I don't think they had to scratch Rasmus Sandy in the first place, and now they're looking for answers. Again. You know what they could have done? What's that? Made some sort of move at the deadline. That's true. I mean, like, I know that in the moment it seemed fine that they didn't do anything. They had Jake Muzzin at that point. Yes, exactly. They had Jake Muzzin. But, but at the same time, would it not have been nice – to at least make some sort of extra move. Like they were in on a bunch of guys. I don't know. I just feel I just feel like they were clearly trying to send the team a message by not doing really anything other than Callie Rosen at the deadline. And I feel like the time for results I feel like this is a time for results over messages. And right now they're not getting they they were getting, but right now after tonight, today, yesterday last night <laughs> well, yeah, man, it's no, late. It's actually more confusing that it's the day of yesternight. I, I literally just got like it, I don't know. I just feel like they they might it might have been they'd be in a better position if they had at least gone out and got a body because they have nothing in the AHL right now. They did go out and get a body. His name is Callie Rosen. Well, he played a nice quiet game tonight, and that's great. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And you know what? 
maybe maybe that's more than you know those middle of the road guys are gonna offer you maybe i don't know how dylan demello is doing in his current situation i uh, paul um, maurice described his first game as coach's porn okay so a little better than kelly rose <laughs> <laughs> uh what else we got here should we get into jack campbell i feel like we should that's probably as far as praise goes it's probably going to be the top of the list tonight yeah oh he was mvp for the leaves Mm -hmm. like for sure low bar but he played very well and i don't want to like i look this this game supports everything that you screamed at me last podcast about Mm. we're like not everything but this is very much like it is not just the goaltending and I don't think the argument has ever been that it's just been the goaltending. But, like, Jack Campbell played a great game tonight. He made a lot of stops. He made these stops that a team like the Leafs need to win a game. Like, it wasn't even just that he he had a lot of, you know, like, on the stat sheet, he had, I think it was 32 saves, or maybe more than that. Yeah. And it's not even just that those were, like, all, you know, from low-danger shots. Like, this was, like, he was making tough, difficult saves. He was making the saves that a team needs, especially a team as reckless as the Leafs do or as, as the Leafs are, that they need to win. And they still lost by a sizable margin. Like, that just that should show you everything about how bad this team played tonight and how bad the defense is. Like, Frederick Anderson is not playing well right now, but what chance does he have? Like, it's this. it, it, it took another goalie playing a very good game in net to really hammer home that the just how culpable the defense is in this blame equation. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think... Campbell's performance tonight was better than anything we've seen from Anderson in, Absolute, in a little bit. Not even like he was debate. really, really good. Confident, comfortable. He also allowed three goals that you could say he probably liked back. Yes. So like, it, I mean, it's it's a combination of every, everything, as you mentioned. Like he was under siege in the second period, and he found a way for the Leafs to win a period in which his team only had three even strength shots for, and he had about twenty to deal with himself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if exactly twenty, but I mean, he was absolutely being, you know, bombarded by shots. But this, I mean, this is a real positive because, like, they they finally have a backup goaltender that can do the job of a backup goaltender. Give his team a chance to win. He gave his team a chance to win, 100%. They just didn't take it. And, again, just, just in those little moments, like the second period, significantly outplayed, and you, and you find a chance to not only just like keep the damage from being completely done, Mm -hmm. but actually win that period. I mean, I don't think we've seen Anderson do something like that in a while. So while we, we're not going to have, you know, we're not going to have, it's not a goaltending, not a goaltending controversy, but a really impressive performance from Jack Campbell. But the same applies to him as it does with Anderson. Like he just gets exposed every now and then. And this was more exposure than usual, but it was the same exposure nonetheless. Yeah. They were really weird bounces two of them like it was yeah a little unlike unlucky yeah like it was and it's I mean, difficult the goal too was like a legit you know that's a hard two that was on a one, nice a legit shot. goal but you would like if freddie let but, that but in, it's the one we'd be like come on freddie you had to get yeah, that one yeah we needed that one right now exactly if freddie let that in we'd all be like oh you gotta stop that but at the same time like those bounces like I, what are you supposed to do on that it's like it's like with the backdoor passes with freddie it's like what are you supposed to do like teleport like you can't do that or like see the future like it doesn't i don't know i mean not no, i wouldn't say it's the same as the backdoor passes especially the one the other night against vancouver where i was like booming in because the, but there is a little bit more uh i would say a slight more overplayment in campbell's game as opposed to freddie when freddie's on 
Yeah, when Freddy's off, so though, he's th- swimming. I think he was. He was. He, yeah, he's when he's off, he's swimming. That's like I guess the tell would on him usually is. Um, but he was late getting to the far post on or uh, yes, back to the post on both of them. When maybe if he was a little sharper, he would have got there. But again, again, that's like it's it's really grasp grasping at something there because he was so good in that game and those were goals where it's difficult to track the puck when it's taking uh, a bit of a, a funny bounce at least the Leafs have to walk away from this and go man we're in such a better spot at least in net than we were last year like think about what the situation was heading into the playoffs last season with the goaltending Garrett Sparks was literally like fired like they literally like he was he was banished from the team his stall was taken away from the practice facility. I remember that day. That was a hilarious day on Twitter. Just the fervor. Is he traded? Is he like, what, what's happening? Um, and uh, and now they're walking in to the playoffs. Let's hope, at least, that Frederick Anderson gets some some form of, of his former self together before April rolls around. And you have Jack Campbell, who's playing fantastic right now. And he's showing you that... let. In a in a worst case scenario, Fred goes down, or if he keeps playing terribly, he can come in and give his team a chance to win. Like this is you have two, like you have a one A, and and I would even you know venture to say that Campbell has performed as a one B, and you have you finally have that solidified. And for a team this season that has just had so much uncertainty and so little to grasp onto in the positive kind of manner. Being able to look at your situation net and go, at least on paper, we got this. This is fine. Like that, that I think that will tonight really kind of hammered home that, like, okay, our net is in at least good hands on paper, yes. And we're hoping that, you know, in reality, both of these guys can be firing on all cylinders and we at least have that short up. I know you're okay with the decision, but it did raise eyebrows that Campbell did get the start tonight. Well, yeah, why do you think that I mean, was? We, we obviously expected him to get the start in L.A. on... Actually, maybe not even because it's the first half of the back You know why? So it would buck the previous uh, convention, I guess. You know why, though? Because you got, like, you're not going to take away from Trevor Moore's night. No. Yeah. You got to let the boy have his night. That's true. I didn't I didn't even think about that. We got a big show coming up oh, on Thursday. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an emotional one, man. Wow. Not even video to capture my tears. It's going to be great. I'm I'm a little surprised that it uh, that they did start Campbell because I thought they're just so hell bent on getting Anderson right, and yeah. it was a nice you know th- two days off. There was obviously travel, but just to to chart it out for him, they could get you know a game every three nights is probably exactly where they want Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it speaks to the competition, the need to get Jack Campbell in there for some more games, the need to rest Anderson. Uh, maybe Anderson's feeling good and you're trying to sort of maintain and make sure that he gets to the next start or gets the rest that he can uh, when it is, in fact, built into the schedule or the opportunities are there to be built into the schedule. Um, but it does put pressure on this weekend now because they have to, I don't know if they've announced who's going to start, but is it Jack Campbell against his former team or not? Uh, is it Anderson against his former team? I guess they both have the opportunities to play their former teams. I mean, why it not could also do that? Be, it could also be flipped, though, because, okay, we're just coming off a loss, so we want to get our best goalie in there or the goalie that we consider the number one in there uh, when you when it's pretty imperative that they get the next win. And it's sort of – it would buck convention to uh, start your back-to-back in consecutive games when your number one is healthy. It would, it would show that Keith has done a complete 180 on the wholesome stories, like at least the wholesome narratives. Yeah. Because not only did he scratch Dennis Mulligan in his homecoming to 
uh, Florida, but now you have an opportunity. You, both of your goalies are facing their former teams in back-to-back nights, and you have the opportunity to have each of them start against those teams. And Anderson has famously been denied that chance by Babcock last year, I'm pretty sure, when it was a back-to-back situation, and he, and he could have just started Sparks on the first night, and then, An- and then Anderson on the second night with Anaheim, and, and Babcock stuck to his waist because that's the way he does it, and Anderson missed that chance. And I'm pretty sure that he was like, yeah, it's just for the team, but you can see that he was down. But Keefe would just be completely like flipping it, you know, from from back in the day when he was starting Nick Shore in the starting lineup just because he played college hockey in Denver. And he rewarded him with a goal. Exactly. And now, f- fast forward, and you have the chance to get your two goaltenders to play their former teams back back nights, and you're just going to flip-flop them. So they just, so they're on the bench both nights watching their former team. Like it's... It would be very. It would be a very interesting kind of wrinkle in this season to see that complete one eighty flip. What like I, I wonder if that's a message. Maybe it's different for goalies too. I mean, maybe they wouldn't want that distraction because their goaltenders just by nature are so dialed in and so you know intense. I'm not sure that's something they would really want. It would come down to them. I, I don't I would know. Just ask them. But I've I like I remember this is just one case I remember. But like I, back when in the Carlisle days, the first season of the Reimer Bernier pairing in net where the Leafs were playing Montreal the first the first night of the season and Carlisle went with Reimer in that game and Bernier was pissed I remember that like he against was, Montreal yeah because Bernier's his hometown yeah it's his hometown he was pissed that's the game Reimer got concussed but it's just like it would be a very interesting move because this has been the coach who's like we're gonna make you feel good and hopefully you'll play good and they're not playing good and I feel like it would be less of a coincidence if suddenly we've seen now a pattern of, of him going, okay, well, I'm not going to make you feel good anymore. Ultimately, they got to do what's best for the team and what's going to get them two points. So they've already made the decision that what they thought was best for the team was starting Jack Campbell. It wouldn't have mattered who was in the net tonight. No, and that's my point. Like, Do you think it really matters who is in net tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Kings? It shouldn't matter. So yeah. that that's why, I mean, it's going to be one of the other. Like, it's one of the other. Both of them are going to play over the next two nights or three nights, um, so they they both got to find a way to get the job done, or at least give them give the team a chance to win. Uh, but it does again, as I mentioned off the top, just put some more pressure on on games that should have been at least comfortable going into had they won this game. They would have been coming off four wins in a row, and, and that's the point. And though. looking at an opportunity to really uh, make some hay in California now. Now it's the opposite way. It's that, like you're looking at yeah. it like you're white knuckling going into this game. That's the point, though. Like it, like did this team got comfortable again? You could see it. Like you, like we we talked. We we we're we can tell the future. Like we talked about this on last podcast, where immediately when you said, "Oh, they're and they're going to head to," they've won three straight. They pulled their season back from the brink, and now they're going to head into California two days early. And immediately when you said that, like both of us audibly went, "I don't mm. know." Oh, are they going to get comfortable again? This is a recipe for disaster. And what did they do? They went out and they in the first game and played one of the worst games of the season that didn't involve an employee of their own stepping on the ice and beating them. It goes to show you that every time you think you can make some definitive statement about this team, that they surprise you the opposite the opposite way that you're thinking. Like I wasn't I, surprised I, though. I, I sort I expected of, this. <laughs> I sort of thought, for me at least, I guess I sort of didn't explain what I was okay. going to say, but like I thought. After that win, the Marincian thing, all the smiles, all the good times, we can finally breathe. They were going to go into this game feeling really good and motivated and just play the way they all they know they can play but haven't been because of all these situational factors and the fact that they're just a complete big ball of stress all the time. I thought that would go away. I thought it would dissipate. Um, 
I don't know what happened. It looked like they were just a jet lag, tired team that was just lethargic. And I don't think it was a lack of trying. I think it was just a, they just didn't have it. Jet lagged? They came in two days early. You know, travel, whatever. What What's the point of going in two days early what if I'm you're going to be jet lagged? But they looked, they looked like I know, but like there's no excuse for exactly. that though. But they looked like a team that had the negative impacts of travel affecting them. Is what I'm saying. So that that's the biggest confusion with this team is that like they looked like a team that was jet lagged despite the fact that they jet lag does not occur that they that. consciously went out of their way to make sure that they weren't going to be jet lagged right. and they still like that that encapsulates the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. They looked jet lagged despite taking the necessary steps to hopefully ensure that the team would not be jet lagged. And speaking of the good times that yes. I thought were going to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a movement in the Leafs dressing room, the road to 50. Oh, yes. The Austin yes. Matthews mustache uh, is now being worn by other members of the Leafs. And I thought that would also play into it. This team looks different. They're acting different. They're having fun. Nope. But the same thing just happens. So, you know, Jack Campbell can wear the mustache behind the mask. And Kapanen has it too. And they can all grow them. And that's fine. And all laugh together like good friends. And, and a loss is really fine. Like, ultimately, you're not going to win. You're not going to go on four or five game road stri- uh, winning streaks all why the not, time. Though? There's going to be losses in there. Well, why can't you? This is an ill-timed loss because there's pressure and stress. But it just feels like they're going to tighten up again. And again, this is, there's another d- lack of defini- definitiveness that I can put behind this statement. But what are you expecting from the next two games? No, like Now they are. I'm thinking bad things, right? No, but they're going to come out and they're going to play a great game against LA and we're going to go, the Leafs are back, baby. And wow. then And then guess what they're going to do the next night? Then we're going to be like, wow, well, they can't win on a back-to-back. No. I mean, they, can't, they don't do back-to-backs. But then they're going to come out flying on the back-to-back. It's just like know. you can't. It's just so hard to project what's going to happen. This is a very like you're right. They are a big ball of stress. Like this team, just you you cannot like. There's a reason why there isn't a Stephen A. Smith in in Leafland because all Stephen A. Smith does is make definitive statements about ongoing situations, and usually he can at least sometimes be right because he makes so many of them. But this team, like just is the antithesis to a definitive statement. They are changing every hour of every day. And one thing you say at one at you know one point in the afternoon, later you check your phone and it's completely different. If Stephen A. Smith had to cover the Maple Leafs. His hairline would be even farther back on his head. I mean, the, the hot takes would just be unbelievable. There'd be a lot of blasphemy. That's yeah, for sure. Um, so Austin Matthews scored his 46th of the season, one behind David Pasternak now. So the road to 50... Uh, the I guess the road is getting shorter. Shorter. Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, Knock, we, knocking the kilometers off the road to fifty. Should we start growing? Well, you already ha- technically have one with a beard, but like, should I start growing a mustache now? Like, what's going on? Are I mean, we going to partake in this? You could. I probably wouldn't, because then but you, I'd be getting some looks. You technically already have one. It's just I'll a, just leave the beard. Okay. You can grow it, and then we'd be there with solidarity. And then you kind of just keep like a twenty meter berth from me whenever you're around. That sounds good. <laughs> Uh, one behind David Pasternak. I don't know yes. if I mentioned that. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl suddenly in the race. <sighs> Coming up Alex hot. Ovechkin's there as well. Uh, it's going to be really entertaining to see what happens, but we know, as they should, the Maple Leafs are fully backing Austin Matthews, and it's nice that they're thinking about it because I think he'll get more opportunities to score if it's actually a conscious thing looking yeah. for him. Maybe Zach Hyman won't get all the empty netters. Selfish teammate right oh, there. Okay, we've mentioned it uh, already, but the Leafs have two games coming up in California this week. We will have podcasts after each of them. We sure will. It's L.A. Thursday. 
It's Anaheim Friday and a rare Saturday night off for the Leafs. Hopefully they have a couple points in the bank before they return home or things are going to get really interesting once again down this trench right after we thought, you know, things had cooled a bit. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.